0: Welcome to live from lockdown. You got Zach and Dom from our respective houses keeping you company during this time of self-isolation. I believe we have a very special intro today. Dom sent in mm. by Ben. Yeah, look, Ben,
1: I think was getting a bit unhappy with uh, with us just coming straight off the the top of the show, you know, without any. Didn't
0: like the lo-fi nature. Yeah,
1: well, because and and it is fair to say that the podcast. From when it went from the radio show to live from the lockdown, went from a lot of production to to nothing at all really, except for that that brief What's He Whistling album we did make the the trailer for. So Ben has put together.
0: No, but we did that live.
1: Well, that's true. Well, look, what Ben's done is Ben's put together an opener that we could use for this episode of of Live mm. from Lockdown. This is Ben doing the voiceover, apparently. It's a pretty good American trailer voiceover. But uh, but this is this is what Ben's put together. In a world where people are stuck inside, forced
0: to listen to second-rate podcasts for entertainment, there's one half-decent podcast that shines a light of laughter into a dark world. Where GastroStop and Home and & Wedge 150 mil
1: rain gauges are their best shot at a sponsorship. One man and one man-child will
0: do their best to entertain you. From the people that brought you Ringage Check and the greatest whistling album in the world, this is Collective Now. Love it. Yeah, welcome to the show. I felt like it could have had a. Dun dun da 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 afterwards. Yeah. I felt like that. It reminded me of the Law and Order yes. voiceover.
1: Yeah, I see that. It's definitely got a bit of Law and Order about it. I, you almost. You do need something to come off the back of it so you can go, welcome to the show. Otherwise, it's very much a. This is collected out and then, it, hello, and it goes straight back to the lo-fi. It's just a very
0: quick appreci- jump from hot
1: to cold water.
0: I appreciated the half decent podcast. Yeah, yep. Half is pretty high.
1: Yeah, that's 50%. That's 50% mm. good. Um, and I'll take that. Who, do, who was the man child? Is that you or me?
0: Well, I think that's up to listeners to decide. Yeah, it's, not... it's good to leave some of these things. You know what? We're like we're like classic filmmakers. We're not going to yeah. answer every question for you. We've got to no. leave some up to your own mind. No,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, the intro mentioned Rain Gauge Check, Dom. I do mm. have an update on Rain Gauge Check oh, wow. from Overnight, a uh, wow. celebration of the 200th episode, which uh, I'll share a little later.
1: I, I, I did see that come up on my feed. I also want to talk to you, uh, Zach, about, it might have been a mistake. I've given my DNA to a website. Um, this isn't Ancestry.com. I know. I, I told you I did that a while ago. But I've given my DNA to another website uh, for to find out some information, and I'm starting to regret doing it. I, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on there, but I don't. I, I probably should start to be a little bit more careful with my DNA. That might be fair to say.
0: Let Let's start with our gluten-free caper. I found a gluten-free bakery yes. near my house. Dom is celiac. Yeah, um, I am withholding the information about where the bakery is Cruelly. until Dom passed some type of quiz or test yeah. that's yet to be had. Do you know most friends?
1: Most friends would just say, hey, I found a cool gluten-free bakery. I thought of you. It's here. Most friends mm-hmm. wouldn't say, I found something I think you'd like, but I'm only recommending it if you can answer a quiz that's not normal. well I'm very
0: theatrical yeah. <laughs> that's what you forget about me Dom
1: that is true that is your true. other
0: friends they don't have the flair yep the flavour that I put into this relationship
1: no I think that's that, that would be fair to say what do you got
0: so I visited the bakery yesterday Dom and I took a photo of their gluten free menu for you tell me if you think this is worth playing for mm. if you'd like to know the information after hearing the list we yeah. can proceed with a quiz like situation you might want to opt out afterwards you might want to say no nah, well I, I, I can get that gluten free stuff anywhere what i
1: will say is as we're currently recording it is business hours it is around lunchtime so this mm. could be so this could be tempting not just as a place to visit in the future but if this sounds so good i might be there within the hour
0: so we have our gluten free breads yep. our multigrains our whites our bread rolls yep they're pretty run of the mill sure we have our bacon, and cheese roll, yeah. probably also fairly run of the mill.
1: Well, no, I've not seen a gluten free one of them before, but I don't, huh? I don't love them, go. so I'm, I'm not going to be totally won over by that.
0: A fruit brioche. Oh. Well, that's
1: that would sounds delightful, toasted with a bit of butter, doesn't it?
0: Hmm. A gluten free jam donut. Oh no. Are you what? A gluten free jam and cream donut.
1: Okay, now we're a gluten
0: free, gluten free cream bun.
1: Oh, a gluten
0: free coffee roll. Oh my gosh! Hang on, is
1: this? A, do they make these in house? Are these like baked there?
0: They are baked there twice a week, no. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, tomorrow you have to special order them so that they know they'll be sold.
1: The reason that this is big news, is that the end of the list or have you still got a couple to go?
0: Well, that's what they list in store. I don't know if there's more than that because online they list a bit more. So maybe if you called them up, you could get the full rundown. But I did, she saw me take a photo of it and I actually got myself a jam donut full of gluten. Yeah, okay. I actually asked for extra gluten. (laughs) And I I saw the confusion on her face because I took the photo and then I ordered extra gluten on my jam donut. And she said, oh, well, we have some gluten-free ones if you'd like. And I said, no, 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 not for me.
1: <laughs> well, uh, what, what's interesting about it is I have found a gluten-free bakery in the past, but they, and I suppose this is how they, they made money off it. They sent it to like IGA's and places like that frozen. So they did not you couldn't mm. actually buy the pastries fresh. And it, look, to be honest, it was still pretty good comparatively, you know, to what the other gluten-free options out there are. But this, I mean, fresh baked gluten-free goods, I'll be there this afternoon and dad will be coming with me if, um, if I can win this.
0: Now, I understand from reading their website, I do think they bake it fresh because I believe yeah. they might have a connection to celiac disease themselves. Right. Although, could yeah. you be a baker? Maybe the people baking it couldn't be because you couldn't touch flour, could you? No, but that is always the, the absolute best way to,
1: to get good gluten-free products is if like the, the people who run the restaurant or cafe or bakery, if they have a kid who has celiac disease or, you know, maybe a, right. a friend or a partner, because instantly you become really ultra aware of what celiac disease is
0: and, and how you got to be careful around it. So. Um, Well, how about over the next 20 minutes or so, I'll prepare some type of quiz, and at the end of the show, you mm. can play for the location of that bakery.
1: Well, well, I thought we were doing it right away. I would have liked to have done it now because my taste buds are salivating. um, No, well, I need some time
0: to prepare some questions.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, well, you you work on some questions. I will also, I, I should mention, there's a bit of correspondence to get to today, just a few messages that have come through um, that we should touch on as well. So, uh, we'll get get to them later as well. If you've sent a message through and you're wondering, that hasn't been read out, well, there's one or two in particular that I want to get to.
0: Overnight, dump, Mm. 200 days on rain gauge check. Yeah. It's a milestone. I get a message. Okay. I get a message from, who is it? Is this the manufacturers of the Holman 150mm wedge rain gauge? Holman HQ themselves? Wow. They say, Zach, been following since day one. (laughs) Love what you're doing. I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at you through my phone, so I can't actually look at my Instagram messages. So I'm just going from memory. But it was something along these lines. That's fair. Love what you do. You've been a great ambassador for the brand. Sales have gone through the roof, da-da-da-da-da, those types of things. <laughs>
1: I'm, sure, I'm sure this is pretty much... That verbatim.
0: bit I'm a bit shady on. I'm very confident <laughs> about what they said next. What yeah. they said next is, we see that you're approaching 200 days. Mm. Is there a way that we could help you celebrate? And I thought, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, there is. If you want to line my pockets with a couple of Holman 150 mil wedge rain gauges... <laughs> that I could swing to some gauges in the community who don't have one of their own. Yeah. That would be a way that we could all come to the party.
1: A gauge giveaway.
0: So what I am... Well, actually, I probably shouldn't announce it yet because they haven't confirmed <laughs> that they have got to be a part of it. But what I want to say to the gauging community, and if you're not a part of the gauging community, please yeah. go follow Rain Gauge Check on Instagram. We would love to have you. Yeah, It is very possible... That in the near future you might be able to win yourself a Holman one hundred and fifty mil wedge range. gauge.
1: I mean, that's that's pretty big news considering that when this show was actually employed by a radio station, we never got prizes. And now here we are doing a podcast I know. and I we know. Got prizes. We, we, we
0: could do we could do giveaways. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Mm. We started this when we had a national radio show. Yeah, I don't think Holman knew that. We probably should have told them. <laughs> <laughs> because we could have given them quite a lot of free advertising. That's true.
1: That's true. And I can't imagine the, the amount
0: charged lot. for the radios to be on the radio is quite a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's the loophole to get that get you in. If you if the people start talking about it, if it's something that's a part of the show, mm. you kind of don't have to pay for it. Very but the common. people who are paying for it between the songs are paying a lot of money.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. Holman. I mean, if they didn't know that, that we were nationally on the radio before they were giving this away, hopefully they haven't found out since that we were and have stopped because that would be less ideal.
0: Oh, I still gave them heaps of advertising, though, that's didn't That's true. I? Yeah,
1: that's true. You you, you still are in there. You've still got credit there. So how many are you thinking? Do, do you have any sense of know. how many they you might
0: know, send? Uh, well, anything would be great, I think. Yeah. If I could give away one. Sure. Fantastic. If I could give away three, even better.
1: And I mean, you're going to have to pay for postage yourself. I'm like <laughs> at the radio station where there would be someone who okay, could post man. stuff well,
0: out. Okay, excuse me. Well, I'm
1: just saying. You Why it- are you dragging me down? I'm not dragging down. This is me a down. high that
0: we're on at the moment. It We've is. just been contacted by the greatest manufacturers of yeah. rain gauges on the planet. And they True. say, we want to be a part of the rain gauging community that you've built. And you start. The first thing that you say <laughs> is, oh, well, you're going to have to pay for postage.
1: I don't I don't mean to be raining on this I wouldn't spray, be surprised
0: but- if the Holman 150 mil wedge rain gauge delivered itself.
1: <laughs> yeah okay I don't want to rain on your parade I'm just suggesting that it, there, there's some elements of this involving you going to the post office and paying four dollars probably to post something of that sort yeah well size.
0: you know what Tom what? I would love if you rained on my parade because you know what I'd do I'd set up a in <laughs> 150 mil wedge rain gauge and I'd measure how many mils that rain had <laughs>
1: I walked right into that uh, <laughs> so okay how are you thinking for for anyone listening who's wanted to to become a gauge? I haven't
0: figured that out yet I haven't figured that out I don't know I don't know how it's going to go to the people who are most in need of rain gauges because some people mm. live in apartments can they rain gauge probably yeah probably you might have to ask your landlord if you can put the frame up so that it can be screwed into the your wall or your fence yeah maybe the outside of the um some people might already have rain gauges maybe maybe is it open to people who don't have a rain gauge and it's they're starting gauging Mm. or maybe it's also for people who have a different branded rain gauge and it's not working very well because it's not a home in 150 mil wedge here's a game you could play i don't know if you've got a game
1: in mind but here's a game you could play to Mm. give it away you know the classic at a school fate guess the jelly beans in the jar
0: Guess the mills.
1: Yeah, guess the mills. Guess the mills in the or you could even do guess the jelly beans in the the Holman rain gauge. How many jelly beans does a hundred fifty mil rain gauge hold? Uh but I was thinking initially guess the mills.
0: Guess the mills is pretty good. Yeah. I could hold it at a bit of a distance. Yes. So that because you know, the issue is the Holman one fifty mil wedge rain gauge is so accurate. (laughs) <laughs> people would be able to read the measurements that are on the side. That's kind of the design of it. Yeah, sure. But sure. I guess if I held it back or if I covered up the measurements a little bit, I yeah. mean, people could still, you know, because if it was halfway up, they might be able to say, well, you know, that's going to be 75 mil or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Uh, what could, what, what's related to rain that's not jelly beans? Because the thing about jelly beans is it's a bit random, isn't it? It
1: is a bit odd. It is a bit odd.
0: Um, uh, if we could, con- is there any uh, Is there any confectionery that's linked to rain?
1: Well, I know when people throw cash, they say, I'm making it rain.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is
1: good. Put cash in there.
0: Uh, No bad ideas in a brainstorm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A sentence Zach has had to say to me far too many times. Um, I I I disagree with
0: that, by the way. I think there's plenty of bad ideas in a brainstorm. In (laughs) fact, I think the majority of ideas shared in brainstorms are bad. That's why they never come to fruition. Yeah. If they were if they were all good ideas, we would do them all. But how many brainstorms do you have where you come out with maybe one good idea? Often, no good ideas.
1: Yep. Yeah. So
0: then, how does the saying "no bad idea in a brainstorm" have any validity?
1: Yeah. Well, you know how we mentioned earlier when when we were used to going to radio meetings to find out what the the slogan of the show would be, and you sometimes felt like it was the boss trying to have a bit of a quiet afternoon because it'd be a two hour meeting where we just throw ideas around. I wonder if the brainstorm is one of the great inventions of managers around the world to get a quiet afternoon. You know what I mean? I
0: rarely think they come out with good ideas. I don't think that's how ideas come up. No. When people sit around intentionally trying to think of something. Like, when have you heard of great inventions coming together like that? That's never how it happens. No. That's the great, great um, uh, progress that we've made in every different field. It never... It, I don't think there's ever been an instance where people sat down in a board meeting and they go, okay, well, we've got two hours from two o'clock to four o'clock and you've mm. got to think up an idea.
1: I have a, um, I have the elements of a joke, but I can't put it together. Can you help? Paint it out. So here's what I'm thinking. We're talking about brainstorms, no good ideas in yeah, a brainstorm. Are you going to connect
0: it to the weather?
1: Yeah, to the weather and to rain. Mm. You know, and could there be a brain rain gauge? You know, something in that space. I thought there could be a joke, but I just didn't have it
0: Mm. yet. Yeah. So you're, you're, you just can't find Mm. the punchline or the setup.
1: Uh, At the moment, both. (laughs) I just think there's something. There's something when we're talking about the rain gauge in thinking that maybe that's what brainstorms need is a a, Mm. a brain gauge that catches the brain ideas. No, nah, it's not there.
0: A brain gauge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think that's the best we're gonna get out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realise. Maybe a, a brain punchline. gauge. A brain gauge measures <laughs> yeah. how good of an idea it is in the brainstorm. There
1: we go. There we go. So that someone works.
0: in the in the board meeting goes. Mm. Um, uh, we should. We should have hippopotamus mm. deliver the Uber Eats meals from now on. Yeah. And we go, Ugh. let's have a look in the brain gauge. <laughs> Ugh, that's half a mil. Not very good.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, if, if someone was sitting in there, for example, and said, what if we made a room temperature cola?
0: That's 150 mils. Hang on. It's overflowing. <laughs> and what is this? It's not rain. It seems to be some type of some, some, some cola. it's, it's <laughs> LA Ice, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about
1: putting LA Ice Cola in the rain gauge?
0: Yeah, I think I did briefly think about it. Mm. I don't know why I didn't do it.
1: Yeah. Maybe that can be for the 500th episode. But, okay, so we've got to find a game to give away a brain... uh, Not a brain gauge, a rain gauge. We have to find a, a game to give away a rain gauge and find out who's the most deserving. So that's sort of where we're at at the moment.
0: Yeah, we'll put that on hold for the moment, I think, and move yep. on. You uh, wanted to share?
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I saw this link come up on, someone tweeted, I think, the other day, that there's this website where if you upload your DNA profile, which I have a copy of because when I did the Ancestry.com DNA test a few years ago, they sort of give you like a PDF of your DNA profile.
0: I can't really make any sense and of what's And but- what's included in that?
1: Oh, it's just like all the, I'm going to get this wrong, but like the genomes and stuff like that, that, that are in your DNA. It, it's, it's really, it's illegible. It's like raw data. It's illegible to the, the naked eye, um, or the
0: untrained eye. I Why don't say. you announce it on the podcast?
1: What my DNA is, it's a pretty lengthy yeah. file, Zach. There's pages and pages of it, but. But I'll- we
0: could run a competition where people could try to clone you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like build your own dom. <laughs>
1: Because that's what the world needs, isn't it? If they discover cloning technology, the, the first double we need is this. I mean, I could do the Dom and Dom show. Dom and Doma. There's a show. That would go off. Um, although I feel like we'd just be bringing the same perspective. But this this website said if you upload your raw DNA data, what we will do is we will be able to process it against, like, all peer-reviewed scientific articles and tell you based on your DNA what diseases you're most at risk of.
0: Mm, um, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds morbid. What like genetic diseases?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because I mean, why can't like? Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Apparently yeah. there are like yeah because this this website looked pretty legitimate. Now I do know that you and others might. You know, knowing my history, think well. What is pretty legitimate to you, but it did look. You le- have
0: been fooled by fake websites before.
1: I have, and I might have just given my DNA to some evil scientist somewhere. But I, <laughs> this website was recommended. I'm pretty sure by like, um, by some like medical association in the UK, I think. But anyway, it doesn't oh, work. okay,
0: yeah. Well, that couldn't be. <laughs> Shut that, up. That's probably really legitimate. Anyway, it sort of tells you, in, hey, the, how many? How many clarifying? By the way, yeah. Uh, words are in that sentence it's like i'm pretty sure <laughs> i think anyway some type well, of
1: i uploaded it it was twelve dollars to get your disease report which basically says hey well there's a whole bunch of studies which are shown that people with this genome or this part of dna are like seven times more likely to to have this disease or seven times but more what i don't to.
0: understand about this is like even if you came back mm. it's like the the recommendations are going to be the same because you know, the things that are genetic, you know, heart conditions and stuff like that. Yeah. They're going to be these lifestyle changes mm. that are going to be this, they're going to be pretty broad across a lot of different diseases. Yeah. yeah. So are you looking at, for example, like, it's like, oh, well, I should eat healthier. So I'm at less risk of heart disease. But yeah. my point is, why don't you just eat healthier anyway? <laughs> no,
1: I'm looking at a shortlist to get the doctor to test me for. Because this is the thing, right. right? You go to the doctor for a checkup. And there's like, there'd be thousands of diseases out there. How do you know which one you have, right? It could be one of those really rare ones. However, if I've got a short list of the most likely diseases for me to get, then I can say, "Hey, Doctor Sullivan, can you just uh, can you just test these four, see if I've got them?" And then you catch them early, and I survive. That's sort of my thinking. Also, so have curiosity. you got the results back? I have. I have the results back about. <laughs> the diseases I most um, like, are you
0: happy to. to share?
1: Yeah 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 I mean there's a couple of heavy ones in there but I'll leave I, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to hear them. Um, I will say what was what was fascinating from my DNA sample they, the, t- the two top things is this DNA is most likely to have blue eyes and this DNA is mm-hmm. most likely uh, has a significant increased risk of celiac disease. And when I read that I thought that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. Because when I'd been tested Yeah, but that's
0: it's not this isn't a personality test that you take <laughs> online. This is <laughs> This is like your imprinted DNA. I, I know, but So I, I, So yes, that's
1: I understand what you're saying, but I don't I don't know in the past that I've ever heard when I've gone for my celiac but disease. Also, test but also don't stuff. you see, but celiac disease all the men in your family have it? Yes, I so know you, that. So, you could assume that there was some type of genetic link. But none of us had been told by the doctor or by the gastroenterologist or anything that, that there was any genetic predisposition to this that we be know, that we could know about
0: in that particular way. So... And the blue eyes. Yeah. Aren't you like 100% from Scotland? <laughs> uh, Ireland and a bit of Scotland, yeah. Ireland. Yeah. So... Well, isn't that pretty likely to be blue eyes? You
1: know eyed? I'm from Ireland. You've loved the potato I, famine joke.
0: That's right. <laughs> No, I, and I understand that there's they're different countries, and yeah. <laughs> it's quite offensive to confuse them. So my apologies. Possibly though, I particularly reckon, to Jack Junior, who's listening.
1: I reckon if I had to list my top three countries on the planet outside of Australia, Scotland, Ireland, and New Zealand. That's a sidebar mm-hmm. though. No one asked. Um, so, uh, on top of that, it went through a few other things. So like, it had these different warning levels. So red was you're at a inc- severe increased risk of this. Green was hmm. your DNA seems to be somewhat immune to this. Here's an interesting one. My DNA, there's a genome in there which has been shown to be immune to a range of, uh, of what's the word I'm after, gastrobugs, right? Of A uh, novovirus, I think it's called, a norovirus, whatever that one is. Now, remember how I've told you I haven't thrown up in like
0: 16 years? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but, but they're also connected to coming out the other end. I don't want to rehash any conversations there. <laughs> so. We had last podcast. No,
1: no, no, no. But the. Uh, but
0: you've still been sick though, haven't you?
1: Yeah, through the other side of things, I have. But, but no that's, bugs. That's all. You food don't think related. you had a bug? No. And I've often wondered how have I not had a vomiting bug in sixteen years? Well, maybe I'm immune. Isn't that exciting? So, the other stuff in there, mm, are, I
0: wouldn't bank on that.
1: There's, as I said, I'm going to avoid some. Of the I don't heavier stuff but there those Mm. were relatively why are you avoiding the heavier stuff okay well you put it
0: in and if it's too bad we'll edit it out
1: okay there was a seven times increased risk of prostate cancer um so that was a bit although that was in a japanese study and apparently japanese like dna is different i don't really know much about science but that was um watch out
0: I think you're in dangerous territory.
1: <laughs> no, 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 like ethnicity is different in terms of how different diseases affect your DNA. That's what they told me on the website. So there was one thing that said there was one study that suggested that, but it's not totally confirmed. So don't worry about that. There was others saying that I have a significantly decreased risk. I think it's like 0.2% of the general population. So if one, if normal person has a 1% risk, I have a 0.2% risk of having a heart attack. So that was that's good news. Ordered another steak on that front. But the yeah. the big news, they said the biggest health risk you have, the number one most likely thing, it was like bolded in red, and it was something like fourteen times more likely than other DNA types for male baldness, which that's interesting. I didn't know that that was a disease to begin with, baldness. But no,
0: but I guess this it's not necessarily diseases. I guess yeah. it's just genetic.
1: Yeah, but but that I have a
0: like you know if they're saying that you've got blue eyes, they're just including that's true. Uh, genetic observations,
1: but yes, yeah, so I have a significantly increased risk. Like significantly, it essentially. M- my takeaway was they were saying you're going to go bald. There's no say in the matter. You're going bald now. Well,
0: is there? Is is your dad's hair thinning?
1: Yeah, yeah, his hair's been thinning. For I've never. Years.
0: Sometimes people say it's from the mum's side anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't they? Well, my, I don't know how true that is. I'm thinking back to my. I never met my maternal grandfather, but I'm pretty sure he was balding or going bald by the time he was quite old. So, or have old you small. noticed any
0: hair leaving at 26?
1: <laughs> Not yet, but you know my hair. I, I don't get it cut enough. You and I have a very different approach to haircuts, which we've discussed before. Whereas mine is like you know hiring a gardener to come once every six months, just to uh just to clean the mess up. Whereas you're kind of a maintain. like a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. You get shorn once a year.
1: Well. Because you're
0: going for value.
1: Well, two or three times. It's not
0: about aesthetics. (laughs) It's not about how you look. It's about well, I want to get the most out of this thirty dollars that I'm paying that I can.
1: But I do have a very thick head of hair. Like you couldn't deny that. I do have a very thick head of hair. And so well, I think
0: sometimes it happens differently, doesn't it? Sometimes it thins Mm. out, and I think sometimes it recedes. Yeah. So it you know you could still have quite thick hair, but it just it's like a tide Mm. going back.
1: (laughs) Sure But you know I, I mean? I'm now thinking Maybe with this information Should I not be getting My hair cut much anymore Or, or should I only be why, getting would, the... Why? What difference would that make? Hold on to the hair you've got Because I imagine That's sort of how it happens Isn't it? That you go for a haircut And then one time It just doesn't grow back no. anymore
0: No It will fall out I think I don't think it's about Oh I think you want to be I don't know what you could do I do If did... anything I did. Um. You, I mean. I mean. Uh, Shane Warren has those Ashley and Martin ads, doesn't? Yeah. he? What are What are those about?
1: That's all the advanced. I don't think he
0: uses Ashley Martin anymore,
1: by the way. So I think. Uh, I think. Oh, he's, he's
0: changed. I think it's Advanced Hair
1: Studios now. Um, well,
0: whatever. It, is that? Are they like? Are they inserting hair like plugs, I'm, or is it growing your actual hair? What is it? My understanding is it's growing
1: your actual hair. They put like fertilizer on your head not not like it's a bit of
0: cow manure <laughs> no. a bit of homegrown compost
1: <laughs> but they put chemicals um on the skull uh which they probably don't say that in the ad chemicals on the skull sounds a bit intimidating but they put chemicals they rub it into your skull and what it does is it it uh, promotes hair growth i'm pretty sure because dad had dad what would, in his like yeah. late 40s early 50s he did use this product for a long time every night which was like a little um little dabber i suppose where you'd put liquid all over your head and that were to make your hair regrow supposedly did it work uh i would say it maybe did what our world's approach to climate change
0: is at the moment
1: it like maybe it kept it off a tiny bit through some of the measures but really the big storm was still coming
0: mm. and how do you feel about that because i know previously you haven't mm. i've suggested you should shave your head <laughs> yeah A number of times. Yeah. And you have not been receptive to that idea. (laughs) Because you said that you don't think that your head would suit it.
1: I don't think I've got the right head shape for baldness. I think I think you need Mm. to have um there's a few things you need to have to to be able to pull off bald head. You need, I reckon, generally, a smaller head and a narrower head. Because if you do Mm. that it works. If you've got you know, and I'm not gonna play this game where you tell me that I've got an above average sized head again. I think I, I, I'm done with
0: that I think I do
1: have That's not a game
0: I, I, is, Was there anything in the DNA report about no, that? There were...
1: <laughs> okay So the average male size I don't remember the exact numbers But let's say the average male yeah. circumference of a head Is like 57 to 60 centimetres That's the average I was mm. 60.4 Right So yes Technically <laughs> I was above average When we measured it And that was five years ago And I regret getting the tape measure out Because I've never heard the end of it <laughs> So.
0: <laughs> now, now, now m- my question is, Yeah, um, would you be, I'm fascinated now, I'm looking mm. at you in the screen, and I'm fascinated about what you'd look like bald. Yeah. Because my strategy, uh, or sorry, what I respect, mm. well, I respect whatever you want to do, but what a number of my friends have done, which I think is a good idea, mm. is they start to lose their hair, and I have, the only people I know who have lost their hair, mm. both shave their head.
1: Right, okay. And they
0: were losing their hair quite young too, in their 20s. And they just embraced it, shaved their head. And, you know, a couple of years later, you get used to it so quickly. It's just, it's gone. And I just think, like, they're saving themselves a long battle. Because once you're used to it, you're used Mm. to it, and then it's done. Whereas they could have been signing up to 25, 30 years, 40 years of, of fighting this battle. that They've just embraced In their 20s. And they look fine. They look good. I've actually heard, also, if you're a heterosexual male and you're worried about girls, uh, you know, whether they like bald men or not, I've heard from a number of girls, Mm. there's people who, like, prefer bald heads.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, some of the sexiest men alive would be, like, considered would be bald, I think. Vin Diesel. Bruce Willis.
0: he's a bit older. (laughs) <laughs> You'd be like in his 60s Wouldn't he? Well yeah But in his time In his day In, in his day
1: yeah. There would have been a lot of women With Bruce Willis posters On the wall I reckon
0: It's actually quite interesting too Because he didn't fully Shave his head I was watching Die Hard The original one Yeah yeah at, Over Christmas And like he's balding mm. And he didn't Like so And he was a You know He was seen as a heartthrob Yeah I just thought Society's uh, Expectations have changed A little bit Obama
1: He's not bald. He's certainly balding. Oh, he's got really short hair. No, 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 he's balding. I've seen pictures of him when he was young compared to now, and he's lost a lot of hair.
0: Well, that's how well he's made that transition, because I haven't noticed any change.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case, at least. Maybe it's what the job does to you. I guess, because this is the thing, right, is, is if you say you're losing hair or you're getting creases in your face because of stress people might be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure your job's stressful. But When you're the President of the United States for eight years, mm. you kind of have an well, excuse. He's,
0: I mean, he did age eight years, and those were a pretty significant eight years. Mm. But the pictures of when he started to where he was at the end nah, did look like he had lived many lives. in <laughs> It really did. It, it, took like, it looked like it took its toll on him.
1: Do you reckon it... I, uh, I haven't seen a comparison between 2016 Donald Trump and 2020 Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, I was wondering that. Would it change that much? I think he, you know, surely he's wearing some type of Hmm. tan or makeup, right? That's not his natural skin color. No. And so I wonder if that hides it a bit.
1: Yeah, it's possible. There's so much artificial stuff going on in that face that you couldn't really detect natural aging. That might be the case. That might be true.
0: I was about 25 or 26, I think, when I noticed getting gray hairs.
1: Yeah, okay. See, I haven't seen a
0: gray hair yet. But I haven't noticed any... I haven't noticed any thinning.
1: I've not noticed anything or grayness yet, but my dad told me that he similarly, if you look at young pictures of him, he had my similar thick head of hair and he said, and you think it's going to last forever, but it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. It just, a day comes where you suddenly realize the, the best hair days are behind you. And I think that's the scary I thing have about noticed it.
0: that. I, what I will say mm. to any younger people listening, and I have looked at our demographics actually on yeah. Anchor, Oh, which yeah. is our podcasting host, and I think most people are kind of in their twenties, the mm. majority, and so I'm a little bit older than that I'm thirty and one thing I have noticed mm. is you don't notice yourself aging. this is at least my experience, yeah pretty much your whole twenties is right at the late of your late uh twenties that you look back on photos and you're like, "Oh, I've actually aged and what the lesson I would say is. Take off your glasses in the photos. Take off your hat. Take the photo. (laughs) When you're overseas, here's my other tip. When you're overseas, sure, take photos of the landscapes, but get photos of yourself. Mm. Get photos of the people you're with because those are the things that you're going to want to look back on. Yeah. Like, you know, you've seen a million photos of the Coliseum.
1: That is a great point.
0: That's nice. Take a photo. Take a photo. But... What you're actually going to want to look back on, you know, the people you're there with, and what you looked like at the time, and how young you were, because you don't realize at the time, no. you can't perceive that you're going to age, and then once you've aged, it's too late. Well, so you,
1: co- context. When, on so this. this is my
0: message: if you're in your early twenties, yeah. uh, and I'm not only talking overseas, just generally, when you're taking photos and stuff like that. Mm. I don't want to scare you but you are going to age you are going to look different and there's nothing wrong with that in fact i think we should change how we look at aging however it is nice to look back and go wow look how young we were
1: yeah take the iphone downstairs now film the whole family and yourself that's the tip because uh, uh, honestly yeah
0: honestly my other tip for traveling travel photography Mm. is just take random videos of like what your accommodation looked like, yeah. Big be, like on on ones train. that like they're never going to go on Instagram, yes, they're never going to go in an album. But and don't and you just remember the sounds, what it sounded like, you remember what the voiceovers were like, you remember what it was like on the train. Those are the nice things to look back on completely. The nice, filtered photos of the landmarks, still take them, sure. But when you're looking back on things, you'll appreciate. The little videos well, and stuff, much more, essentially, in my opinion.
1: Think about it like you're a 90s dad with a new handy cam taking family That's right. videos. They
0: did that for a reason. Shoot
1: everything. Although, in saying that, I, w- I, w- I will say for mum's birthday a few weeks ago, we all sat down and watched some family videos back that night. And my dad, who did have a 90s handy cam when we were on this holiday in Tasmania, we thought, let's watch back at the video of Tasmania. That'd be great to see what we were all like. Half of the video, at least, is dad filming the landscapes. And this is the exact point you're making. The technology that he had to film Mm. on in the 90s, it's pretty low quality shots on the landscape. And at one stage, you can hear my brother as a young kid saying, Dad, film me, film me. And Dad saying, hang on a second, Ashley.
0: I want to to do a really long zoom in on this mountain and make it extremely shaky at the end of it.
1: But you're you're completely right. It's a perspective thing because in that moment, what the situation you're in with yourself and the people you love feels normal, but the scenery doesn't feel normal. So that's why I was why looking back recently.
0: Why this is top of mind is I was going through my old phone mm. that I took on a few trips the other day. And you know, there was some stuff from when I was in New Zealand with my wife and we were 20. Yeah. And I was like, take off your glasses. We are both wearing sunglasses and some photos. I mean, you know, we're out, doing walks and whatever. So we needed to wear sunglasses, but I'm like, it covers so much of your face. I want to see our eyes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a good point.
0: You know, there's, I don't have photos of some of the accommodations we were staying in and stuff like that, but I have a thousand, Of the Eiffel Tower. I
1: know. I've seen the Eiffel
0: Tower before.
1: I felt that too. Because when I went through the New Zealand holidays from a couple of years ago recently, I just found there's so many pictures of this scenery, this bit of scenery, whatever. And that's ultimately not what you really care about in hindsight. Because you're exactly right. If you want to see the Eiffel Tower, go to Google Images or YouTube, type Eiffel Tower. It'll be the same one you're looking at. It's really irrelevant. Mm. I think more people should get those GoPro head helmet
0: things and just walk around the house. Because you'll love to look back on no, that. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that looks like that. It's a skateboarding video.
1: <laughs> Just no.
0: extremely boring because you're eating toast.
1: No, but but then in like 20 years time, wouldn't you be interested to remember what your morning routine was? Because this is the thing. Like, do you remember what your morning routine was 15 years ago? Probably not. Probably no. not. You know, like I wish I'd taken more videos at the acai bowl places I used to go to before they shut down. Okay,
0: that might be a bit extreme. I'm talking about <laughs> no. when you take these holidays with loved ones.
1: Yeah, well, holidays aren't even on the cards at the moment, so that's. I know, but place I mean, I don't think it's. Get. I
0: don't know. It's about, I don't know if you have this quite the same connection with the sideball place.
1: I meant to ask you, by the way, Zach. Have you have you and your wife booked in a, a Queensland-based holiday?
0: We did today. Today,
1: because we. Well, I told you because two.
0: we were. Uh oh. Okay. Well, we'll cover (laughs) off where that is in a second. But because we were meant to go to New Zealand, that was kind of like a a baby moon. Yeah. Yeah. As some people call it. Sure. Uh, We couldn't do that, obviously. So we rescheduled to Queensland. And I remember thinking at the time, there is no way Mm -hmm. we're going to be banned from doing this. Two days later, banned from doing that. (laughs) And so we had some vouchers to use because we, you know, opted for to be honest with you i didn't know you could get a refund at the time (laughs) i thought you just had to get a voucher and i was reading it overnight Mm. and i was like oh hang on we could have asked for a refund but it's done now no this is from the local um you know from the accommodation we booked locally or you know within the southeast queensland area the airline has told me because because it was with virgin Mm. oh no and they've gone into receivership. <laughs> oh, that's worrying. And so they were like, "Oh, we're not actually, we're not actually <laughs> issuing new credits at this time." And I'm like, "What do you mean new credits? This was before you went into receivership." I did get an email the other day though that says it's kind of weirdly worded. It's like you might be able to use them for domestic travel. Oh, <laughs> it's it like is. doesn't even they don't even commit to it. It's like mm, we'll think about it.
1: Because as with ours with Jetstar, our New Zealand flights, which we've had refunded. And I keep every day checking. Oh, news really? Because I thought Jetstar
0: would just pretend that they didn't know that you had booked it. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, we have no record of that.
1: No, so we, we've got uh-huh. travel credit with Jetstar, which can you can book for something up to two years away ultimately, I think. So it's a pretty good deal. So we can just do the trip hopefully next year. But every day I'm checking the news and making sure Jetstar aren't going bankrupt too. Yeah, well, aren't they Qantas? I think they're owned by Qantas. So I think we'd probably be okay. Yeah, but They'll be okay. It is, it is concerning, isn't it, when the company that has your money isn't t- technically a company at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I don't really understand <laughs> when they go, we're not issuing new credits. I'm like, I-, I know that there's like legality to it, but I'm like, you have my money. Give it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand why you're allowed to keep it. <laughs> I know. Well, you hopefully- didn't do. Th- you didn't offer the service that you said you would, mm. that I paid for. So refund the money. Hopefully they, um,
1: hopefully they do find a buyer then for your sake and, and many others who work there as well. But what, what, uh, what's your holiday? Where are you guys going? Maybe first off, when are you going? So we, we'll see if there's overlap. Three weeks. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Where, where the first week of July?
0: I'm actually going to a place where they won't... I don't know where it is. What do you mean? They sent you the location two days before.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: It's like- I don't know why. I think they're trying to protect, because it's like on a farm. Maybe they're trying to protect the location oh, of the
1: farm. Right. Sorry. Sorry. So you do you've seen pictures? You just don't know where it is.
0: No, no, I don't. I haven't seen pictures. I've seen pictures of similar. It's like a new accommodation. So they're like, oh, it's not actually built yet. And you know, at the time they were taking pictures. You have no and idea where So they're where like, in it's going to be like this. Yeah, I know where in Queensland? Roughly.
1: Yeah. What? Like we're like we within the two hundred and fifty kilometres. Are we talking one of the hinterlands?
0: Yeah, I did have to check. I'm I'm just within the 250 kilometers, I think.
1: Right. Okay. We're going to the Sunshine. Depends Coast which hinterland. route you take. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the Sunshine Coast hinterland, so I, unfortunately there won't be any overlap. Although now that I know you're going somewhere just on 250 kilometers away in three weeks, I will have to get my Google Maps sleuth on this afternoon <laughs> and figure out. Well, actually, that is.
0: one of the people, one of the, I'm on an email list of some accommodation, yeah, who are in the hinterland, and they sent out. An email just before mm. with a map where they're in the centre of and they've got 250 kilometre circle uh, around that's them, clever. Like showing if you live within this <laughs> if you live within this circle you can come and stay with us. That's smart. That's really. It's quite good. a long way though, 250 kilometres.
1: Yeah, I think you'd be fine. What was interesting from what you said there though, initially when you said. It's like you don't know where it is. I thought you were talking about one of those mystery trips, you know, where you just sort of. No, I'm blop. not into that. Yeah, nor am I. And I was surprised because that it's you like because it's
0: not going to be amazing. <laughs> no, it's not going to be amazing. Because if it was amazing, they'd tell you where it is. It's it's there a, has to be some duds in there yeah. for it to be worthwhile for them.
1: It, it's the accommodation equivalent of the lucky dip that you'd see in a brown yeah. bag. You know, when you're a and kid. I
0: think the exact same thing about lucky dips.
1: Yeah, yeah I know you've said this All before. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's
0: move on to um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a culinary quiz. Oh yes. Yeah. For Dom to win the location of a gluten-free bakery in our area. After that, we'll do a quick what's he whistling? Okay. Yeah. So what I've done is I've decided to come up with a few questions that are uh, food-based, seeing as it's a bakery, seeing Mm. as that celiac disease. Sure. uh, I've got three questions. If you can get two out of three, I'll let you know the location. Any less, you're out. Okay.
1: Is there a timer, or do I not have unlimited that, time? Not only that, the
0: first question you have unlimited time, but you cannot Google. Okay, I'm gonna actually need to see your hands. So you have one hand on the microphone. Yeah. I need you need to hold up the other hand because I do not trust you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I show you something, Zach? This is what my phone was under my <laughs> under the computer there. Yeah, his Google open, <laughs> was, ready to go. I was ready to go, but okay, all right. What do you got?
0: Well, first one. Yeah, you can hold the microphone with two hands. Hold the microphone a bit higher so I can see it.
1: There we
0: go. Yep. It's a multi-choice one and it's about celiac disease. Sure. Is gluten a protein, a carbohydrate, or a fat? It is a protein. One from one. I know that one. Because, do you know... Home court advantage.
1: there There are so many times that people ask me what celiac disease is and what gluten actually is that I had to look it up because I didn't really know myself. So, I had to find out.
0: Now, I've... I've noticed online we have 17% of our listeners Mm. in America. This one has an American taste to it. Mm. In America, they call this herb or herb cilantro. What do we call it in Australia? A herb.
1: How many? What do I have to get? Do I
0: have to get two out of three to get the location? Is that what you're saying?
1: That's right. Cilantro. So it's a common herb you could find at, at Woolies.
0: Have you ever heard of this before? No. Okay. Basil. Incorrect. <laughs> what is it? Um, coriander.
1: Oh damn! I was in the ballpark. How so? <laughs> it was another herb.
0: Yeah. Well, I <laughs> did give that information away. <laughs> but that one the question.
1: One I'd heard of. So okay, I gotta get this one. I gotta get this one for the location. If the
0: first one was in your mm. home court, yeah. This one's an away game. Oh no. <laughs> when one eats broccoli. Oh dear. Are we eating the leaves, the branch, or the flower? 30% chance with a guess. Ah, oh. I know broccoli are like
1: mini trees. If you... <laughs> I'm just trying to think. So what are the three options again?
0: The leaves? Yeah. The branch mm. or the flowers? Okay.
1: It sort of does go outwards like blooming like a flower. I don't think it'd be... I guess it could be hanging off a tree as leaves, and it, I reckon it's
0: a flower. Oh my goodness, he's got it right! Come on, two out of three. <laughs> on,
1: yes, where the hell's this bakery?
0: Now, once again, yeah. it, like so many times throughout history, you got the right answer. The <laughs> rationale was all over the place.
1: It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> they are not many trees, well. even remotely. They look like mini trees. I did
1: think they were shrunken trees for a while there in my life. But no, I know they're not legitimately trees. But the point is they look like trees. That's what I was going at. But more importantly, where's the bakery?
0: I'll give you that information offline.
1: You, you don't want to give them a plug?
0: I'll, I'll wait for your review to yeah, do that.
1: okay, fair call.
0: All right, well... What? Uh, let's do what's he whistling. I saw a lot of uh, whistling... Yeah. Guesses coming in mm. with mixed reviews. I saw also some people saying that was a great... Your whistling's getting so much better. Mm. I did see one that said, not your best whistle.
1: Yeah, that was Jiminy. Thanks, Jiminy, for that one. Jiminy did get it right, though. So, you know, I, and I agree with Jiminy, to be fair. I do think it wasn't my strongest whistle. Oh, wasn't whistling. your best? No, it wasn't. There were a couple of missteps in, in last, uh, last episode's one. It was the Round the Twist theme. I did give it a go.
0: Were you a big Round the Twist fan?
1: Nah, it scared me. Terrified me, that show. Oh, I
0: think I'm... Yeah, I never got into it either. I could be a tiny bit... I thought I might be a tiny bit young for it.
1: Maybe. Was I, it around for you? Yeah, it was around for me. So, I don't think you'd have been too Yeah, okay.
0: Maybe it. I just missed it altogether.
1: I, then. Like, I watched a few episodes. I just remember it scaring me a bit. I don't remember yeah, what The Cabbage
0: Patch Kids was one where they yeah. found kids in the Cabbage Patch.
1: That must that be That was it. weird. Yeah. I
0: think a lot of them were pretty weird, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... But there, we did have Jiminy, Catherine, Morgan, Georgia, Ashley, Daniela, James, and Karen all got it. Caleb was first, though. And interestingly, Zach, is that Caleb's request was actually shared as well by three others again. So there's a few consistent TV themes coming out here. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to put a, a mention out there at the start of this edition of What's He Whistling? The air has become a bit drier day by day where I am, and it's getting harder to whistle. So the the lips why is it
0: why is it hard to whistle if it's dry?
1: Well, you need wet lips to to whistle. We've been over this. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: you know that. Don't don't be a jerk. You know that you need to have moist lips to whistle.
0: So I. What <laughs> are you? Are you being serious? Yes, you do. Okay, what the, well, Just choose your words oh. a little more.
1: <laughs> okay, well. Moist has been co-opted by other people There's not a problem with the word moist Look at the dictionary definition
0: It makes some people very uncomfortable It's an uncomfortable word to hear
1: Well compared to some of the other things we've discussed in the previous podcasts Moist is the worst of people's problems least of people's problems, I should say. Um, I don't have water here, so I'm just wetting the lips um via tongue. I don't there's a lot of
0: words. God. Are you Dom Are you serious? I'm
1: honestly not meaning. It's really hard. It's really hard to talk about how you're wetting your lips without it in some way sounding uncomfortable. And I'm very sorry for that. But none of this is planned. None of this is intentional. I'm just trying to explain how I'm getting past the dry air situation. <clears throat> okay. So here we go. Here's Caleb's request. Bit of a classic. It's a short one because I think oh, you, that's only all need he needs. you only need that. If you need more than that, then you don't know the show. So uh, I'll leave it there. And I, I'm really happy with that whistle. I hit every note. Even in the drive there. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's like an athlete performing under pressure. Do you know what I mean? That's like In the rain. Yeah, in the rain or the very last fo- few minutes of a game when you're exhausted and you still pull off the great play. That's what happened there. So mm-hmm. um yeah. A very Do you
0: a- think you'll ever get to that point in your life where you'll have to whistle for your life?
1: Uh I can't imagine the set of circumstances that would have to occur, but I'd be ready if I if that ever did. As a bank up.
0: robbery, they're talking about knocking off hostages and yeah. they say we're gonna do this, unless someone can stand up right now sure. and whistle the round the twist theme.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, depending how how dry or moist is or damp is the air in the bank, because that's that's pivotal. Um, that's pivotal.
0: Sixty uh, percent humidity.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'll do it.
0: He's good. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it.
1: I'll be good to go. I also want to quickly mention Jiminy, who who was the one who insulted my whistling. Fair fair enough, too. Jiminy also clarified... Takes it on the chin. Well, Jiminy also clarified their last episode, Zachary, talking about that embarrassing piece of music or song I was listening to when the Brisbane Lions players saw me. And we thought mm. it was Piano Man. Jiminy said it was actually the Doctor Who soundtrack, if you remember back to that story. And when he said that, I was like, that's right, it was. And that's why mm. it was hard well, for me you know, to own it.
0: That is harder. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. Like were they just instrumental pieces? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Instrumental yeah. pieces that, that are not even the theme of the show, just instrumental pieces from pivotal episodes.
0: Mm. And would you do the dialect dialect over yeah, the top? I dialect? I do the dialect. speeches.
1: The Shepherd's Boy, for example, is a piece of music mm. from the I think it's the ninth season soundtrack. Peter Capaldi's doctor gives an amazing speech over it on the on the show and occasionally if i'm hearing that piece of music i will go into the speech and so that is much harder to talk my way out of to lion's players, which is why i remember it being more mortifying so thank you Jiminy, for, for helping clarify
0: that one i'm going to edit this podcast together mm. i have control over dom's levels and that last minute i just slowly faded down
1: <laughs> why
0: why? Well, I, th- I thought the segue into the details of mm. <laughs> which part of the Doctor Who soundtrack you're listening to yeah, was unnecessary. Well, uh, we, we are in, it.
1: We st- still being in lockdown, Zach, you know, or, or some equivalent of a quietened life. It's really time for you to give Doctor Who a go. There's never going to be a better time.
0: Okay. I'll consider it for next time. We are at around 52 minutes. So <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up. Sure. <laughs> okay. Fair call. Uh, I, I think for every podcast, there's a podcasting handbook they hand around and mm. they say, what is a good time to wrap up a podcast? Mm. And it says, well, there's no time to really know. You'll just feel it mm. uh, unless someone starts to talk about a detailed track listing <laughs> of Doctor <laughs> Who soundtracks. <laughs> That's when you have to hit yeah, hit your app. That's endgame.
1: That's endgame. And mm. you know what? I understand that. I'm not even protesting that. It's a very good thing. It's like response. the doctor
0: doctor trying to revive someone and they can't find a pulse. This podcast is dead.
1: That's, that reference doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait. A doctor. I thought you meant the doctor from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were doing a reference. Oh, you'd be horrible
0: in an emergency. <laughs> Somebody get a doctor. Well, I don't know him personally. I guess I could hit up his Instagram. oh boy all right guys that's all the time we have thank you for listening we'll be back in a few days stay safe bye